party people. Party people. Hello. My name's Maddie. I'm spooky sister number three, and I'm excited to come sit and do this live with you guys. The first season back of the premiere of Spooky Sisters. Let's wait until spooky number sister comes in. Let's give her a moment. Don't know if there's a way to invite people. Oh, we got one little harp. I don't know if I want this light on, you guys. Is that too bright? Lacey Lou. Lacey Lou Who. Just love that. And the chance. Oh, my word, guys. Bring it home. How are you guys? Ready for the spooky season? Have you decorated? Chance, how's Morgan? My word. <laughs> Not much is up. We're just trying to really make this work. We were supposed to be on Zoom for y'all and we were having massive technical problems. So now we're on IG and we're gonna make this work and fix it for next time and be a little more put together. It'll still show up as the podcast on Spotify. We're just waiting for Bonnie to come in. How do I invite her? Um, so if you go here, invite to join. Bonnie McCray. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I put these nails on, guys, tonight. It's just really, really hard to type anything. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lacey. Hi. Hello, spooky. Kicking your nails. <laughs> this is the whole show. Oh, <laughs> uh, funny. Like, do anything. Bonnie and I love to do really fun filters. Like, we've tried, we, we'll try not to take up too much time doing that. Okay. How are you, sister? I'm great. How are you, sister? I'm great. Good, um, good. Probably let everybody know that Spooky Sister 3 is going to be kind of interchangeable this season. Um, she's in and out, you know. You know, when she comes, it'll be all the more special. But for right now, <laughs> <laughs> which still does. So we've got our Carol, Carol Bunny. Hold on. I got it. I still have the tag on my Hobby Lobby sweater weather cup. <laughs> yeah. Mine is, look, I'm right there. That's me. And that's a Maddie. Got our little tushes. Got our little caboose. <laughs> How um, cute. So fetch. So cute. Um, Bonnie, so been, we've really been feeling the theme of business here. And in that vein, we will go ahead and I'm pretty sure we're only going to have you cute two little followers in and out. So we're just going to record it and then post it later. So um, we are kind of in the mood for um, scorned women. We would really like to highlight chicks getting mad. Face it. Every time someone sees an apparition, it's either a child ghost. Okay. Throwing a ball a civil war soldier or a lady and the lady's always mad because she's always done wrong she's always done wrong bonnie who's your favorite scorn lady i'm gonna Mom, i'm gonna go <laughs> la yorona <laughs> <laughs> oh what a wonderful segue we have you heard about her have i yeah 
I have heard of her. Okay. And um, introduced like Rona. Maddie, was that a filter that you just did? No, I just turned off the light. Just turned off your light. Oh. Jay-ho! What up, Jeremy? Hi, Jer. He's not my cousin. He's my nephew. So go ahead and uh, tell us who we're going to talk about tonight. Um, I believe we're talking about La Llorona. That's <laughs> getting a drink, so I got <laughs> How do you say it? La Llorona. <laughs> no. Maddie, I know it's La Llorona. What is it? La Llorona. Very good. <laughs> La Llorona. But for the purposes of that, we'll probably say La Llorona a lot. <laughs> Just to get I mean, I mean, we say tortilla, so why not La Llorona? Um, sorry. I- Matt, I'm going to have you start start with her real quick. I'm, you know, oh. trying to figure oh. something out. So, so. <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry. Bonnie and I can get a little silly. So, when we did our Ogden episode, um, what was that? The second episode, Bonnie? I don't remember. Um, we spoke about a, a tilted woman in blue, a blue dress that was at the Union Station Grill, who got proposed to, and then he he did her wrong in some way, and she was jilted. Jilted? Jilted? Jilted. And, and died, and she was super mad. And that kind of... Um, it made us laugh really hard. So we decided that, yeah, we're going to, we're going to go with some scorn senioritas this season, starting with La Llorona. So mm-hmm. you've heard of La Llorona. So she is one of the very first urban legends that, I mean, I remember mom telling us, but she is a pretty much a woman that, I mean, you guys have probably seen the movies she's just really mad and she's looking for their children specifically to down in the river nearby and she wears a veil of course and it's just really decrepit and creepy so when i was looking stuff up make sure we don't have any questions bonnie you look at that okay um sorry anytime let let us know if you're drinking para or coffee or water okay so the legend of La Llorona, Spanish for the weeping woman, has been part of Hispanic culture in the Southwest since the conquistadores. The tall, thin spirit is said to be blessed with natural beauty and long black flowing hair. She wears a white gown and roams the rivers and creeks, wailing in the night and searching for children to drag, screaming to a watery grave. It's great. <laughs> No, you're coming with me. <laughs> Rona, what are you doing tonight? Same thing as last night. Okay. No one really knows what the legend of lot, where it began or where it originated. Though the tales vary from source to source, the common thread is that she is the spirit of a doomed mother who drowned her children and spends eternity searching for them in rivers and lakes. Something about water and creek with us. Water, there's just something about it. La Llorona christened, she was, her real name was Maria, was born to a peasant family in a humble village. I mean, even the Aztecs, as far back as the Aztecs claimed that this 
chick was there. This witch chick. Um, her startling beauty, she's a hottie with a body, captured the attention of both the rich and the poor men of the area. Just a minute. She was... Hmm? What'd you say? What Does she have a body or is she a spirit? <laughs> you said hottie with a body. It's not a body. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Keep going. Sorry. She was said to have spent her days in her humble present surroundings, but she would don her best white gown in the evenings and thrill men who admired her in the local fandangos. It's mm-hmm. a fun word. She waited for her arrival and she reveled in the attention that she received. However, La Llorona had two small sons who made it difficult for her to spend her evenings out and often left alone. This is just one story, right? Well, she spent mm-hmm. her evenings cavorted with the gentlemen during the evenings one day the two small boys were found drowned in the river some say that they drowned through her neglect but others say they may have died by her own hand bonnie do you see where it now says another legend yeah i do so oh, another legend says, another legend says that la llorona was a caring woman full of life and love who married a wealthy man who lavished her with gifts and attention however after she bore him two sons he began to change returning to a life of womanizing and alcohol often leaving her for months at a time typical just kidding started, Tina. <laughs> uh, he seemingly no longer cared for the beautiful maria even talking about leaving her to marry a woman of his own wealthy class when he did return home it was only to visit his children and the devastated maria began to feel resentment toward the boys <laughs> oh first story she takes it out on her children second story she takes it out on her children this is great she's taking yeah. it out on the children to get back at her husband yeah yeah that's a little bit Smart of a woman <laughs> Jeez. um so the we being one of the southwest here's one story um part of the southwest one evening as maria was strolling with her two children on a shady pathway near the river her husband came by in a carriage with an elegant lady beside him oh he stopped and spoke to his children but ignored maria and then drove the carriage down the road without looking back after seeing this maria went into a terrible rage she was jilted and turning against her children she seized them and threw the river as they disappeared downstream she realized what she had done and ran down to the bank to save them but it was too late. Maria broke down into inconsolable grief, running down the streets, screaming and wailing, because that's what women do. The beautiful Mona burned them day and night. During this time, she eat and walked along the river in white gowns searching for her boys, hoping they would come back to her. She cried endlessly as she roamed the riverbanks and her gown became soiled and torn. When she refused to eat, pause, this is how she was wailing and crying. Ready? What was me? What was me? Did me wrong. Continue. Perfect. Um, so she's you know walking the banks and she's not eating, so she's getting super thin and her white gown is becoming soiled. She's been, this is how she's becoming evil. When she refused to eat, she grew thinner and appeared taller until she looked like a walking skeleton. Still a young woman, she finally died on the banks of the river. Not long after her death, her restless spirit began to appear, walking the banks of the Santa Fe River. 
Her weeping and wailing became a curse of the night, and people began to be afraid to go after dark. She was said to have been drifting between the trees along the shoreline or floating on the current with her long white gown spread out upon the waters. On many a dark night, people would see her walking along the riverbank and crying for her children. And so they no longer spoke of her as Maria, but rather La Llorona, the weeping woman. Children were warned not to go out in the dark, for La Llorona might snatch them, throwing them into their deaths in the flowing waters. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. How do you feel about this, Biatch Witch? You just described her perfectly. Biatch. Um, so... Do I what? Do you believe she's real? I mean, if people have seen her, yeah. I mean, I've never seen her because I've never been walking around a river in the dark with my children. Do you think Bigfoot's real? Maddie, Bigfoot is still yet to be discovered. (laughs) So, but I do believe. (laughs) She became a witch. Because she was just so mad, right? She was mad. She she was full of anger. And what else better to do than take it out on other people? Yeah. You guys, so, my life got ruined because my husband went off with other hoes. So why not just ruin the rest of your lives? My life was ruined. You guys would suck pretty much. Misery less company. So if you saw her walking on the bank of the river, what would you do? I would look at her and be like, you better stand back, Biatch. I'm just as angry. <laughs> and say bye. <laughs> no, I'd probably grab her face and put her down in the water, too. <laughs> like, How did you like it? <laughs> On Wednesdays, we were pink. Mm. Yeah. So a lot of people have little stories. You know, we saw her in Guadalupita, New Mexico. So a lot of Southwest and Southern America here. This is, although people in Europe say that they've seen her, but I don't, I don't believe that. I think they want to be a part of the cool club. Probably because it says that she's more along the Southwest um, and it's part of a Hispanic culture. Yeah. I don't see it happening in Europe. I mean, there's, (laughs) but. So, so it just, it also goes on to say that like, if she, the legend is that those who do not treat their families well will see her and she will teach them a lesson. Kind of like Krampus. Right? Oh. Right? You don't believe in Santa Claus? Guess what's going to happen? So I guess oh. I'm speaking about believing, though. Like, and that brings up another question. Is it truly a curse if you don't believe in curses? No. Is it open if you believe in Like... There are whole, what are they called? Starts with a T. When, like, Slenderman, Pastas, like, people. Oh, what are those? Yeah, I don't know what those are. People think them into existence because we all yeah. think the same thing. So, like, Mothman. Yeah. Um, I wonder if she's, like, one of those. I bet you anything. I bet you anything. It's just like the lady in the graveyard. Like, all women in the graveyard. Do you, do you ever see a man in the graveyard? No, it's always women. I know. I bet, I bet people have seen her. I bet she's real. Um, people aren't just going to make this stuff up, right? Like, who's going to be like, let's see what I can think of today and just throw out there so people can believe everything they see on the internet. But I feel like there are real stories out there, and I'm sure this is one of them. 
But it says that she's been as far up as Yellowstone, seen up there. She really is like big. Then I might have seen her. I don't know. She could have been one of the, <laughs> when I was at the geysers or like the hot spots, the hot pods, whatever they were. All the yeah. coming out. <laughs> I swear I saw a face. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry. Uh, well, go ahead. I want to tell uh, this story happened in Kansas um, to a gal. While working as a copy editor for a newspaper recently, I came across a wire story about La Llorona. That brought back memories of what happened to me while I was a student at Kansas State University in the early 1980s in Manhattan, Kansas, and led me to a website where I read more about the legend. One evening, I went to a mobile home that I seemed to remember being near a creek or river to visit a couple of my friends who were also attending K-State. As I walked into the door, I found them sitting on the sofa looking somewhat freaked out. They explained that just moments earlier, one of the bar stools was spinning and hopping around. As they were Mexican-Americans, they wondered whether the La Llorona had anything to do with this incident. Why would you immediately go there? They explained the legend to me as I had never heard about it before. They would invite me to stay the night in a spare bedroom, which I did. Who has a spare bedroom in a trailer? Okay. Later in the night... Little pockets here and there. <laughs> hey, there's a room. Uh, you can sleep in the pocket. My trailer is big. So later in the night, a woman appeared to me laying next to me in my bed and asked if I knew where her children were. It seemed that while I may have been dreaming, I was half awake. Then I fully awoke and looked up toward the doorway just in time to see a dark figure seemingly looking at me and then quickly ducking back out the doorway. That's creepy. Right then, that left me scared to, too scared to go check and to see if it was one of my friends checking in on me, perhaps to see why I was talking in my sleep or something. I went back to sleep and waited until the morning to ask them if either one of them had looked into my room during the night. Neither one of them did. So to this day, I do not know whether I really did experience a supernatural visit or if my dream and mind played tricks on me. What do you think, Bonnie? Um, I don't know. I don't know, because honestly, like, if you think about it, like, if you're talking about things before bed, it's always, it's obviously going to pop up, you know? So if you're going to be dreaming, you're going to dream of what you've talked about. So if her and her friends were talking about it that night before, she's going to play head, right? But if not, I mean, who's to say that things like that don't really happen? I mean, somebody was pulling me off my bed. So maybe somebody was laying next to her in her bed. Who knows? Was this a girl or a boy? The Kansas. I don't know if it was a girl or a boy because if it's a girl, I just I wonder if she. Because some tales say that she goes to men, women, and children alike, but it seems that she only goes to like men and kids. I was just trying to see if there was a boy or a girl. Um, do you worry, Bonnie? A bizarre coincidence. Yeah. So I got this. Okay. When I was in the seventh grade, I had a frightening dream. I saw myself standing on a dark road with the only illumination coming from a dim streetlight. The ground was wet and in the distance. I could hear the sound of the rain falling and the tap, tap, tapping <laughs> on the window. I don't know if you guys have seen me. Mr. Boogity. Mm, sorry. I could hear the tap, tap, tap of footsteps coming toward me. 
Peering into the darkness, I could make out a woman dressed all in black with a dark lacy veil covering her face. Moving closer. Strangely, as the mysterious woman grew closer, so did the rain. So, what, does she have like a thundercloud following her or something? <laughs> when the woman was about 15 feet in front of me, she looked over my shoulder. When I turned around to see what she was looking at, I saw a young child dressed in a white nightgown playing with a doll in the middle of a puddle of water. When I turned back to her, she was right in front of me. The veil was lifted. Her eyes were abnormally wide and her face was no more than three inches away from mine. Her terrifying eyes stared into mine on or dead on until I woke in a panic. I looked toward the window. It was raining. As you can imagine, I didn't sleep for the rest of the night. The next day, I shook off the dream and thought nothing more about it until a year later. On that night, I was spending the night with my friend Veronica, who also had invited another friend named Sarah. In the course of the evening, Sarah, who is Hispanic, began to tell us some of the legends and ghost stories of the Mexican culture. When she began to tell the tale of La, La Llorona, <laughs> I got this. <laughs> I didn't think anything of it at first. <laughs> then she began to tell of how the legendary spirit travels by water, dressed all in black or white, and is mostly always seen wearing a veil. Sarah continued by telling us that La Llorona lifts her veil only to her victims that she has chosen to help her find the bones of her lost children in the afterlife. Now, I constantly wonder if, in my afterlife, I will be forced to help her find the bones of her lost children. Okay, what? Yeah, that took a, that, that took a, a bridge to Terabithia too far. Huh. I, so what? She, just like, she, goes, she wanders around and she finds people, lifts her veil, and says, you're going to help me find my children. Now it's like, what did I do? <laughs> Wow. Okay. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't believe that one. I believe that they could have seen her, but I don't believe that's what the legend is. You know, I mean, and if it was, good luck finding the bones of her children. She put them in a creek in a river. So how many other bones are you going to see in that river? He knows where they are. Not me. <laughs> she knows what her kids look like. <laughs> oh, this is sad. I know it but is. I'm sorry sad but she was just so mad think of it this most the beautiful beautiful woman in the village and literally she just got jealous that some guy want to be with her and kill her children. i don't well, like I mean, her i don't like her either but a lot of women do that like or you know men do the same thing if they feel like their wife doesn't give them enough attention after kids are born they'll take it out on the children so it goes both ways. It's not just women. We're not just the crazy ones here. Men are just as crazy, but they publish about women. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't work on the internet. <laughs> I here's another little. Show. Is there any? Are there any questions, Bonnie? Uh, not for me. I see some people coming in. Hello, Casey. Hello, Aunt Gloria. Yes. Chelsea. Yes. Melina? Yes. yes. And then Lacey, we hope you're still there. Chance. Lacey. Perfect. Is there any cool quips about La Llorona? I know Aunt Gloria does. Aunt Gloria's got a. Uh, here's another little, little story. La Llorona in Mexico. My story of La Llorona takes place in Mexico. When I was eight years old, when my abuelita, just small grandma, told me we go to 
Minnesota. This was during the evening as we were getting ready to eat supper. My brother and I left for the store and along the way, we heard wailing, but we didn't pay much attention to it. However, as we continued on, we saw a young woman walking toward us. Suddenly, my little brother started to cry and the woman ran toward him, acting as if she was gonna get him, the younger one. When she saw that she, when we saw that she was floating instead of walking, we began to run back to the house and told our grandmother and mom what had happened. We just locked the door and started to pray to God to help us and make La Llorona go away. What I like about this story is the abuelita and the mom believed the kids. They weren't just like, oh, you're telling stories. Go back out and play. Like, so many parents, in my opinion, don't take their kids. Their mm-hmm. Well, I mean, children do cry wolf quite a bit, but oh. I don't know. If it uh, feels right, then you believe them. If not, then say, go to your room. (laughs) Remember Graydon when he was little? What that noise? (laughs) I think I hear something. I think I hear something. (laughs) Uh, You can read Uh, the next one. So um, this one is an attack by the weeping woman. So she actually got physical. When I was about eight years old, I had just started becoming interested in all things paranormal. That's creepy for an eight-year-old. I was researching La Llorona when all of a sudden I heard a noise. So I decided to check it out. Then I heard it again. It sounded like it was coming from the bathroom. So I walked in and stopped at the sink. Then all of a sudden my head was pushed into the sink and the water started to run. The sink finally filled all the way and and I was trying to breathe. Then I couldn't breathe anymore. I thought I was going to die of lack of oxygen. So I screamed and my mom came in. She pulled my head out of a struggle and hugged me tightly. She knew I wouldn't drown myself. So she started thinking. Then she froze and her face turned white. She screamed and almost fainted. I asked her what was wrong. I watched as she quietly whispered the name. La Llorona. No, again, I think that it's really cool that they believe them. I don't know if it's like a a Hispanic culture thing where parents are just like, yeah, get away from the Yes, Lacey, kids see more than parents do. Kids see a lot more. I mean, yeah. I agree with that. True on that. Um, But this one, this one just kind of got me, um, you know, the goosebumps came out because she was researching it. And if we are doing our research, oh, am I wow. going to go to bed tonight with the, my head in the sink, Maddie? Uh, Is she going to come to my house? <laughs> Mommy came to my house. <laughs> <laughs> if you hear wailing, run away. Don't go help that person. Don't do that. It might be my child. She might be, she might be um, playing with me. Who knows? It's not going near any rivers. I agree, though. Um, I'm going camping this weekend. Kids do see more. I talked to more children. Sorry. Lacey, is that what you just said? Like you? Abba? To the... You? Espanol to the children? You, Espanol to the children. Um, Here's one other little story. It's in South Valley, Albuquerque, again in New Mexico. And it's, again, a seven-year-old. So it's younger kids. Mm-hmm. So Why is she, 
Is she targeting the younger ones? <laughs> I think I said that clears us because honey, we ain't young. Um, I think she I'm does. Sleeping well, I'm sleeping peacefully tonight. <laughs> My children. <laughs> At the age of seven, I was attending the new Pajarito School in the South Valley of Albuquerque, New Mexico. I loved attending the Pajarito School, especially when it was time to play outside in the schoolyard. Surrounding the high fence to keep the children from wandering off. Behind the fence was an irrigation ditch that fed an alfalfa field on the other side of the trench. In the high, arid lands surrounding Albuquerque, it seemed as if there were ditches everywhere, watering the fields beyond the city. Soon we met a little boy who was not yet old enough to attend. He would often come and play by the fence and watch as the older children frolicked in the schoolyard. But one day, our play was interrupted by a commotion near the schoolyard fence. As we ran towards the fence, we soon discovered that the little boy had fallen into the irrigation ditch. Though one of our teachers pulled the boy from the muddy water and began to resuscitate, re began resuscitation efforts, it was too late. That was the first time we experienced the loss of a friend. The next day at school, one of the children told me that La Llorona had gotten the boy. I could only stand there speechless, never having heard of La Llorona. They explained that she was the ditch lady that wandered up and down the ditches water looking for little children to steal because her own children had drowned in a terrible accident. It was an accident. She didn't do it at all. It, okay. That frightened me because right outside my own back door were two of these muddy trenches. On cloudy days, we could imagine her ascending from the heavens to take her place along the irrigation ditches. The end. She's not ascending from the heavens, okay? She's bubbling up from below. <laughs> She's coming out. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't like that one. We got Alacy Lou. Yeah. And some paranormal yeah. investigation. You know what? I would be interested to know if people have gone and hunted La Llorona for lack, lack of a better. People do it with Bigfoot. And they do it with other spirits, but I wonder if, because I searched on YouTube, which isn't very reliable, right? But obviously there were a lot of people that say that they went and hunted her, like in graveyards and mausoleums. And they would, I'm pretty sure they would pay somebody to go with a veil. <laughs> it was funny. It was all in Spanish mostly, <laughs> but it was, but I wonder have like ghost adventures and them guys they didn't do urban legends did they they just well she just asked has ghost adventures hunted her i wonder yeah i want to hunt i want to hunt a ghost like irl really bad but not this one <laughs> no no um well, there was some of the recent ones that we've done lately like the last last year when we did them I think I want to hang out with some of those ones, you know, like they seem pretty cool. Like they weren't hurting anybody. <laughs> Can't remember. them. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. I don't remember what I had for breakfast, Maddie. I know, Bonnie. I don't remember things. You guys, my short term memory is like gone. Uh, if we tell the same story, just let us know. <laughs> Today we're talking like, about. Uh, you guys just told that last week. Did we? <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did we just Are use you it? <laughs> Okay. 
Wow. All right, uh, let's with one more story, Bonnie. Well, this is just a little mini taste, guys. Just a little tiny premiere podcast to kind of just get all of our witch oil boiling and kind of let you guys know that the content is really angry women and what happened to them and who did them wrong. Like we're going to do Bloody Mary, the, the Bell Witch. Um, and we still might do some haunted cities like locations if you guys want to recommend to us. Are we um, going to have um, like if anybody has stories too, send them, send it, send them I into us. Yeah, we want first-hand account stories with detail. We don't care if they're long. The longer, the better, actually, because the more details with contents and setting, letting us know like when it happened, how you felt, like if you told somebody, things like that. We we understand a lot of stuff is personal, but if you want to share, we want to read stories. Chelsea, I know you got some. Lacey, I know you got some. And Gloria, love more from you. So yeah, that's a little insert to send us some stories at thespookysystem.com. Okay, Bonnie, read my mom's bedroom window. Tap, tap, tapping. Tap, 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 tapping on my window. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my mom lived in the same house in Santa Fe, New Mexico for almost 50 years. When she was about 12 or so, she and her cousin were sitting in her bedroom, which was later to be mine, at night in the middle of winter. It had been snowing. At one point, they heard a noise outside the window. When they looked, there was a woman standing there, dressed all in white and crying. My mom and her cousin were obviously a little freaked out and they ran out of the room to tell her mom. Her parents went outside to investigate, but found no footprints in the freshly fallen snow. They came back inside and told her what they found or rather what they didn't find. That scared my mom even more. And she was afraid to go back to her room. When I was about 11, I was sitting in my bedroom, same one that her mom was in by myself at night in the middle of winter. And it had been snowing. I heard a noise outside my window. I'm afraid of the dark, so I didn't go check to see what it was. I just left the room and did something else for a while. <laughs> when I told my mom about it, she told me this story. She said it was La Llorona. La Llorona. Mm. Outside the window. Both of those nights. That sucks. Mm-hmm. So Let's she comes out in the snow too, right? Let's do one more little one. It could be the cries. You can do the cries in the night. Did I really see La Llorona? This is a California version. We haven't done a California one yet. I don't think okay. anybody has the city that we live in. This will be the last one, guys. We don't want to bore you to death. I think yeah. it's fun. In the suburbs of a small valley town called Lompoc, California. Well, the story of La Llorona that I know was that she was a prostitute. And every time she would have a child, she would take it to the creek and count it. Mm. Before long, she was murdered by one of her customers and sentenced by God to wander the rivers and streets of the world looking for her children. So I haven't heard this one until mm-hmm. Laya Rona became so upset that she cried and cried, eventually drying her eyes out, leaving two black holes where her eyes once were. And her mouth grew incredibly large, resembling that of a horse. Ew. That if she heard a, ch- a child crying, she would come thinking it was one of her own. When I was a child of eight, yeah, she was a child of eight children. My family would warn us that La Llorona was outside waiting. During the day, we might cry when we heard this, but as the sun started to die, we were too scared to even walk alone through the house, thinking she might have heard us and waiting in the dark. That's just too far, I think, as a parent. Yeah. 
one night when I was about eight years old, again, I was terribly angry at my mom and she made me sleep with her that night. However, I was so upset that I couldn't sleep and La Verona was the last thing on my mind. However, as I tossed and turned, I leapt to the foot of the bed and there stood a lady in a black dress with purple trim. Hmm. Had black holes where her eyes should have been and an enormous grin on her face. Yeah. That hell scares the crap out of me. Yeah. It's made of the grinning man. Like, it's a whole different story. Ew. She had long, straight black hair that looked like it was blowing in the wind. Here we go. Hey, back. There's <laughs> <laughs> my wind. <laughs> the weird part, uh, I wasn't scared. I just sat up in bed staring at her for a good five minutes. When Great. she wouldn't, I finally got tired and fell asleep. When she wouldn't go away. It wasn't until the next morning that I got scared and strange things started to happen to me in that house ever since. This house is said to be buried over an old Indian Spanish cemetery. And that's the end of that story. We don't know the weird things that happened to her. Mm-hmm. But it does go back, that does circle back to the beginning when they said whoever saw her eyes yeah. would be under some kind of curse, which might be the same where you looked into she's wearing black and purple in this one hey that's what i was just gonna mention if she was seen wearing nothing but white right and she's by the rivers then why is she ascending in snow why is she wearing black and nobody ever nobody ever said anything about her face until that one i know but i will say people on one of my favorite podcasts say it only has to be like only one of these stories has to be true right but everything the green man all these shadow people like are true only one of them has to be real and i don't think this many people lie i don't know maybe i'm naive but i mean they're not like far-fetched from each other like the stories aren't and the descriptions so i don't know they all could be telling the truth and she could change it up every so often i mean she is a woman what if she wants to change up her outfit <laughs> i mean fine can't she yeah so that could be a possibility who knows so yeah there are a lot of stories like this on the internet if you guys want to read more but we just thought those ones were nice short and sweet succinct so that we could just kind of really just kind of have a, a conversation and play with you guys a little bit we love this we love talking well not about scorn women i mean that's what we're talking about now but we've just always as you guys know been intrigued by this and we know that you guys are and we love that your fellow halloween heads um it sucks that bonnie and i aren't together this halloween um so that's why we're doing this yes yeah, so it's a little off right now we're trying to figure things out so and doing this but we're trying not to compromise on the quality of the audio and things like that colby's a wizard at this stuff so this is kind of going to be what we what we do this season it's going to be great melody's going to be on here and there like i said we're going to have nephews on nieces we're going to have some friends something and friends yep we're going to have maybe maybe another appearance by isabel who knows who knows but please send us your stories we love 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 to read them we love to hear them and if you need to get a hold of us like we said just go to the spooky sisters at gmail.com 
or just message us. Mm-hmm. We're pretty accessible. We're not famous, guys. <laughs> not a little bit. Not at all. But we got you, though. <laughs> podcast and subscribe to it and rate us. If you guys like leave a review, um, then other people can see it and it draws more traffic and we can get cooler stories and things like that just for the season. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe we like it past the season, Bonnie. Maybe we go into November. Maybe we hit Krampus come Christmas. I don't know. Is it Krampus or Krampus? I think it's Krampus. I think it's Kramp. Well, I think it's Kramp. I think it's Kramp. (laughs) (laughs) We love you guys. And that was just the first little premiere of the Spooky Sisters. So you say, I'm Bonnie. I'm Bonnie. I'm Maddie and Molly somewhere. And we're the Spooky Sisters. I did it wrong. <laughs> we'll work on we'll it. it. Okay. Much. Okay, bye. I mean, this day we'll just end. Bye. 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 Get out of here, Maddie. Bye, guys. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>